Hum, not Trump. Hum, not Trump. Hey there. Welcome to the Hum Not Drum podcast, an ongoing series where I talk to interesting people about work, about life, and about whatever comes up, really. On this podcast, we're going to be talking to Lisa Hode, who's someone that's coached me through quite a difficult time in my life, but also a really powerful and transforming time. And I wanted to have a chat with her to shine a bit of a light on that process and see if it might help some people. So here we are. So the reason for this podcast is I thought that this would be a really good opportunity, a human opportunity, actually, where people can get a glimpse of something that they wouldn't normally see, which everybody likes, I think, at some point in their in their life. We're going to be talking to Lisa Hode, who is my coach. I suppose. Would you describe yourself that way, Lisa? Yeah, I would. I would describe myself as your your partner, your um, coach, your right um, facilitator. Oh, facilitator. Now we're talking. I met Lisa last summer and I don't know where you've been in the world, but a few things happened last summer, didn't they? Um, and uh, my, my journey was spending time on furlough from my previous job and the quick amongst you will realize well hold on you don't work there anymore you've got your own business now haven't you julian and and yes you would be right in all of that so my journey then for for people that maybe don't know is that my career i had spent 20 something years working in marketing agencies of various different sizes types and descriptions and i'd done it all the way from university graduating straight into an agency and i had never left i've had an amazing career I've done some amazing things. I've had a lot of fun along the way. And I would even say that I've had a modicum of success. However, I think like most people that have done something for a long period of time, there was also some issues, I think, with the work that I was doing and also how I was feeling about it. And also probably my general mental health. You know, life is a journey and sometimes it's not always straightforward. And so I'd accumulated quite a lot of those things along the way. And then, of course, we get into pandemic land. And my personal situation was that my a lot of the work that I was doing was project-based. And within 48 hours of uh, Mr. Johnson locking us down, that work had stopped. And so I went from being busy and looking forward and being, you know, let's crack on and get this get this deal done to having, frankly, not much to do. And that quickly then turned into furlough. To cut a very long story short, I got the feeling that when I had, when I had left the office in those circumstances, that it was possibly going to be a bit tricky for me to get back into the office in terms of would the work be there for me? Was I somebody that the company would fight to, to, to get back? And also, did I really want to go back? So a real crossroads, I think, perhaps, an enforced crossroads, but uh, something nevertheless. I thought, actually, I probably do need to m- maybe get some help, or at least it can't do that much harm, can it? to do this and it was under those amazing circumstances that I reached out to to Lisa any thoughts on that Lisa I think I think that's the trouble with coaching you know you might get recommended by a friend there's an amazing experience and it's really helped them but actually coaching is really hard to articulate to anyone and unless you've experienced it and it is more of an experience than and than something that you can talk about and I think because like coaching can be used in so many different ways. It can be to come overcome obstacles. It can be to reach a goal, or just basically improve performance. It's this sort of grey area. So, yeah, so very much is you, you know you, you come to it with a in your case, which is a bit of a like well, it can't do any harm kind of approach. Yeah, which sort of from my point of view. I love it. Was was an interesting prospect, you know? Yeah, totally. I like the way that within maybe 15 seconds, you've got a nice sales pitch in there about the benefits of coaching. (laughs) I 
just trying to articulate it. Yeah, you coaches. I mean, you're never off, are you? Right. This is the this is the point. Um, look now. Since I introduced Elisa, we we have developed quite a what I would call a strong and productive relationship. And part of this session is to is to just get under the skin of that a little bit in a way that most people wouldn't hear or wouldn't talk about. So the the fact of the matter is, when I met Lisa, I was very skeptical about the whole arena of career coaching. And and to be to be totally honest, it's something that had been reckoned, recommended to me for quite a few years as I had harumphed and grumped around at times in my in my life and I had always discounted it because I basically thought I don't want to have the humiliation of somebody that I don't know particularly well and that doesn't know me remind me of all the things that maybe I should do and I could do and I felt that I did I couldn't I couldn't cope with that. So although I've rather glibly said, oh, I just reached out to Lisa for some coaching, it it actually was a bit like crossing a, a, a Rubicon for me. And I was a bit sceptical going into it. Yeah, I think when you get into coaching, you realise it's not it's not about someone, a knowing person helping an unknowing person. It's it's a partnership and you're you're exploring these things together, side by side. And and Really, the the job of the coach is to to help you explore who you are and empower you to find your best results. I think as a coach, people think you, you're judging, but you're not. You're absolutely not. You you come from this because of your training. You come from this beautiful position of of, of realizing you're talking to someone with unlimited potential, and that's where you start. Wherever they find themselves today, you know they're not staying there. You know they're they're going somewhere quite exciting. And you get the privilege of being on that journey with them. So yeah. it's really not that, you know, it's a wonderful place to be with a coach to, you know, to, to work with a, with a client. And, that, and that's really interesting, actually. I think on a serious note, I had lost sight, I think, in a number of ways of my potential, certainly of my achievements and some of the experience that, that I draw upon. And yeah, I think I think that's a really interesting point about coaching. The fact that it is walking alongside somebody as a as an equal and I certainly yeah. I certainly think we've achieved that. I want to get people under the skin of sort of some of the things that we actually grappled with. Let's, you know, yeah. stop talking at high levels and start talking in in detail. But of course to do that, I need to release you, don't I? I need to release yeah. you from your contracted confidentiality. Yes. My ethical code. So I, I'm signed up to the Global Ethical Code for yes. coaches. So yeah. that means that I cannot talk to anyone about what happens in our sessions. Yeah, except, of course, if the person in that session gives permission for that to happen. And this is now me giving you permission to talk in detail about anything that you particularly think is useful or interesting for others. You might think, well, why why are you doing that, you idiot? Everyone's going to know the deep, dark parts of your soul. <laughs> Frankly, I don't think my soul is so different from anybody else's. Where I'm coming from is that if this can help one person to take a a step forward positively for them, then it's absolutely worth it. I absolutely own all of the things that I have done in my life and have thought in my life, both the positive and the negative. And so I thought this would be a really interesting thing to do. So what I'll do is I'll edit in a suitably sort of magical noise where we have entered the the zone of free talking. So here it is now. I've freed Lisa from her uh, commitments to me under her ethical code for the purposes of this podcast. Um, so, yeah, how do you feel about that? Very strange. Very strange indeed. This is a conversation that is fundamentally unheard. Yeah. The, the only time that a coach would ever discuss a client is with our supervision that, that we, we have to, to ensure that we stay ethical and that we grow, continually grow as, as humans and coaches. So, yeah, it's, it's a very strange setup. I think it's going to be a fun, yeah. okay. fun time. Yeah, I think so. And feel free to address the audience at any point during the podcast. I might do that. There might be people that want to get in contact or have questions afterwards, and you're more than welcome to do that. Um, 
Okay, so where do we start? And I think I, I talk, I've talked already about where I was starting from. For me, it felt like the thing that I had been terrified of for quite a few years of my usefulness to a company running out had sort of happened, but happened in quite a weird way and in an unprecedented way, but had happened nevertheless. And so I sort of thought, this is last chance saloon. And I had had this view that although I'd done 20 years working, I didn't maybe see all the positives of that. And at the same time, I thought I'm not, I'm only sort of halfway through what you might call a working career. So, oh my gosh, what on earth am I going to do for 20 years? Um, uh, Spoiler alert, I'm still not entirely sure, but I'm much more comfortable with the prospect. So, (laughs) I mean, you know, look, let's, let's be honest about it. How did I come across then to you then when we first met and those first kind of sessions from your perspective? The first few sessions, you, I mean, obviously you came across as a fantastic human being, but a human being that was, that felt stuck and disempowered and with a really huge bag of uncertainty. And I think the extra thing on is obviously we were in a global pandemic which, you know, none of us have ever experienced anything as transformational as this before. It was unique circumstances, but quite a similar problem that a lot of people experience. So this this feeling of being stuck. So I sensed, obviously, frustration and sadness and, and struggle. And, and, you know, as, as another human being, I absolutely empathise with that. But it's from a place of actually knowing that you're, you're going somewhere great. So for me, I have this emotional gap where that I know we're going to go somewhere good and, and everything's going to be OK, but you don't know that yet. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I definitely think first couple of sessions, I was sort of, I'm sizing you up a little bit. But yeah. also at the same time, I'm trying to participate fully in what we're doing and sort of go go with it knowing me the way you know me n- now do you were you aware of that i found you very easy to work with because you you did engage you were very open right you you okay. were you know you were all in in terms of i know you were still sizing me up and whether the process was going to work but when we were in a conversation you weren't tailoring it. I didn't, I didn't feel that you were. Right. Um, and you seemed open to the process. And because you, you have a level of emotional maturity and the ability to reflect already before we met, that made, that made it also much easier as well because we could get into some of those deep dialogues and build rapport much quicker than maybe that I would with someone else with a different personality type. Yeah. I think I've always enjoyed talking about myself. <laughs> And anybody that knows me will uh, will 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 definitely will definitely look at that. I mean, I've gone straight in. I've gone straight in to do some of the things that I, I should never do. I should say yes, thank you, Lisa. That's an amazing insight that you've just reinforced for me. I feel the strength, and I've gone go. straight into yeah. Just talks about himself a lot. Um, for me, I felt like the first sessions was it's a bit like upload and download. We're sort of exploring the situation that we're in and sort of looking at how wide or narrow it is what's the kind of landscape you know and and i suppose we got into lots of chats from my perspective i felt like it was just oh hold on here i go again i'm just talking about myself and i'll just keep going until someone tells me to tells me to shut up but it's not like that what 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 i'm actually doing in those first few sessions and do you remember we did some exercises about exploring what matters to you what's important mm. we looked at some of your what your values were and what we're doing at that stage of the coaching is you're finding you're gaining awareness of what makes you tick yeah because as we go and explore the challenge that you have which was what do you do next for work we can then link that back to what makes you tick. So what are your values? What kind of life do you want to lead? Yeah. Um, what matters to you? And what, 
but without those foundations, it's quite actually hard to navigate the goal. So that's what we're doing, as well as building the trust at that stage. Yeah. Yes, I'd actually, I'd actually forgotten some of those things, actually, because I suppose thinking back on it, some of the things that I believed and some of the things that I felt really passionate about had become disconnected from some of the things that I was doing. Yeah. In my life, either for, for me personally or at work. And that's a really powerful thing, actually, isn't it? Because once they started to f- fuse together or we started to put those beliefs or, or be a- even being able to express those beliefs and, and for me to be able to express them. So what I'm doing, when, when you're talking like that, I'm noticing your body language, the words that you use, um, the energy that you provide. So when we're talking about a subject that isn't floating your boat, your all your nonverbal cues would be quite different. Mm. Um, so I can then reflect that back to you. I remember in one session when, when you decided what you're doing now is the thing that you want to do, I, I reflected back to you, oh, my God, your energy is so high. You've got sparkle in your eyes. You, you know, that, that's how you become when you talk about this subject, Julian. That, that, that's what I'm noticing. Whereas when we talked, I mean, I mean, we're jumping about a bit, but when you talked about the customer experience role, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a different sense of energy. And because we came quite, we, you came to that sort of theory of that's what maybe I'll do quite early on, you, you get a sense as a coach that we, you know you're not there yet because the, the person still has the constraints of their original thinking. What you're actually trying to do is break away all those constraints so the the person can look at their situation from a fresh perspective. Right, yeah. And, I mean, more of that later on, isn't there? Because actually, you know, there's a twist in this in this story which I sort of want to tackle. I remember well that feedback that you would give me about when I would come alive, as you sort of put it, when I was talking about something, I'd get myself carried away. And I think also, I mean, it brings me on to the theme of superpowers. Yes. This is my recollection where I started to get properly on board and engaged with this outside of the coaching sessions as well. It was when I think you had gotten to know me well enough that you felt comfortable to give me some direct feedback on some of my personality traits and some of my skills, dare I say it. Engaging with people, I think, was your was was the thing, and about um, communicating with with people, and you sort of described it. Well, that's your superpower, and I'd never really thought about it that way. I had always I'd worked in an industry where we focus so much on the end result of what we do, the creative product, and and the results of that, and the, the you know the the human value and more often than not the monetary value of it that i had undersold my skill in facilitating that so my job as an account handler is to almost set the conditions for success and sometimes that's harder than other times i think for me when you started to talk about superpowers it felt like yes Actually, the skill that I have is quite intangible in that sense, just about building relationships and not always controllable. Actually, let's not forget that it is a superpower and I can do some things that other people can't. Yeah, and, and that's it. And I think my role in that is to notice. I have a sense of curiosity and I'm really just noticing what's going on for you. It was very easy to pick up on what your strengths were very early on and really just replay back what I was seeing and, and letting you interpret what that means. This is what I notice about you. What does that mean yeah. for you? The thing that I hadn't really prepared myself for uh, was uh, the fact that I was going to need to do some work in this, in this coaching. Yeah. You didn't like that, did you? No. I mean, um, on this journey, I suppose I hadn't appreciated quite how active you would would make it. Think about your skills. Think about what you can do. And and it it wasn't that I um, it wasn't that I didn't want to or didn't know how to. I was actually very scared to do it. And the point yeah. the point of trying to put down in words a 20 year career is is of 
quite a difficult thing to do because in some ways it made me confront my own feelings about myself. And so it took me some time to unwind enough to be able to to do it. And I remember maybe there was a session or two where I still hadn't done it and it was starting to become, you know, uh, a thing. I think I asked you, I think the question I do when, because when, I'm your accountability partner, right? Um, so when when I notice like someone I'm working with starting to really struggle, I might ask you a question like, what did you choose to do instead of the action you set yourself? <laughs> um, and, and, and that is just, you know, it, it's such a full on question because it, it is. It is yeah. a choice, you know. Yeah. And it, that's. It, yeah, it is. A, it is a choice, and and. Um, I... It doesn't feel like that at the time when you're experiencing it. I mean, when I when I personally procrastinate, that doesn't feel like I'm choosing to procrastinate. That feels like that. That's just happening. Something else is more <laughs> important. Yeah. Yeah, but the whole point of coaching is is to 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 give back the power. Yeah. That you have control over your life and what what happens to you yeah. and what you want out of life and yeah. that you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. And that does sound cliche, but I, I fundamentally believe that. Yeah. And I think I'm, um, you've converted me enough so that I know that you, I know that that's what drives you. And I see the power in that now as well. And I think I see that potential in other people, which is probably what, you know, why I'm doing what I'm, doing now and why we're having this conversation but i think i don't underestimate thinking back how difficult it was for me to actually just carry on because i would continue i would start something or start thinking about it but then that voice in my head would immediately steer me into less productive directions not because it was just bored but it was scared as well of facing up to Things might be different. Things might be, you know, not you haven't done all of the things that you want to do. And fundamentally, I'm scared of what might come next, I think. And I, and I think that's that part of um, the, the real pivot point in coaching is when you can look at what you're most frightened of, sort of bear witness to it almost, and then work through it and reframe it. Yeah. And um, I remember we had a session where, we were looking at how you looked back on your life and, and I introduced the concept of confirmation bias. So if you have a um, limiting belief, like um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not good enough or haven't done enough. There's this, this whole feeling around enough. Humans are wired to be able to find evidence in their context yeah. that reinforces that. But actually, if you can look at that, your story with the new new belief that you are, you know, amazing and um, you, um, you have first. these amazing skills that other people don't have, then you actually are able to find evidence throughout your life of all these really wonderful things you've done. And then, then you get to be able to build, you know, true self-worth and confidence because you know who you are. Yeah. And you are happy with who you are. Yeah. And that that's the foundation to all things. We, we have a mind and we have a body and, you know they're interconnected, and you you need to be able to learn and manage them both, yeah. and, and that's that's part of it as well as your performance sort of foundations. Yeah, in my head, I was down a mine shaft, and I was at the end of that mine shaft, and 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 it was just getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and I couldn't see beyond it. I, I can still feel the power of that of that thought. And I can also remember times where actually that took on quite serious implications for me and it will take on implications serious, you know, for others that, that, that people come up against something that they just can't get past. And so that leaves you with fewer options. Absolutely. And, and you end up, when you talk about being in a tunnel, and I remember the session is that you have because it's so dark, you have no perspective on the, on the situation. Mm. And, and the job of the coach is to ask you questions that will bring you out of that tunnel, to yeah. look at it from different angles. Yeah. And that's all I'm doing with you. I'm asking you to view it from a, from a different perspective. 
And, and I think that's one of the most amazing things like in that session when you had this really quite significant paradigm shift of rather than this is the end, that this is the beginning of the future. Yeah. And we, we, we chunked up your into time slots, didn't we, if yeah. I remember rightly? Yeah, we did. And, uh, and I think that was it because I'd thought about this big block, the way in which you guided me to um, – break that time down into chunks. So we talked, you know, we talked about my daughters. You know, first job is you need to keep bringing in an income to keep everything going until the girls have left school, let's say, yeah. 18. And so we said, okay, well, when will Arabeth be 18? That's 11 years away from now. So what will we do for that next 11 years? And so immediately, 11 years is still a massively long time. It's half my career, but it then focuses, it focused my brain on, okay, well, realistically, what can I do? And then we looked, okay, so when we get to 11 years, what would you like to do then? Well, I just want to retire really, or kick back and relax or, you know, become but you a- didn't say that though, no, did you? I, no, I you didn't. Thought- now, you talked about what made Julian happy. You talked about DJing. You talked about audio. You talked about making a difference to people. Um, and and that what we're actually doing there, it was we're sowing the seeds. Because yeah. I remember in our end session, um, we reflected on how far you'd come. And actually, you'd created your post-11-year life now. And that was the interesting thing. So that in that early yeah. session, when when you weren't in a place to believe that, all of that was possible, it enabled you to visualize what you actually wanted. Yeah. When some of the constraints were off, like yeah. paying the mortgage, um, bringing up the kids, bringing up the girls, those sort of things. So yeah. that's what you were doing there. And you, and, and, and you came alive when you talked about, you know, yeah. music, um, you're incredibly well read as well. You know, all the, you know, wanting, people to thrive this this drive to wanting to make it better for people and and i remember you just becoming alive at that point and and it was really very inspirational for me you know to 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 work with you on that that session was particularly good yeah i remember it and that was at the beginning of the that was at the beginning of the summer and then we didn't have another session for about a month or so did we so that was that was the end of july and then i think we pretty much took august off Yes. And and in that time actually <laughs> I the thing that I thought might start <clears throat> happening did happen and and I ultimately left my employer at the at the time but actually the seeds had been planted and I remember the next time we caught up um I had I had been talking about uh customer relationship planning yeah. and sounds like a rather bona fide useful and profitable career and of course what i had been doing during furlough was running iris fm the radio show which started off as a bit of fun but actually was really resonating with me as something that i really believed in and uh, it i was able to channel so many of my strengths into it and I found it incredibly rewarding. Yeah. And so the next session, I uh, we get we you know we start to chat, don't we? And then I say, so right, yeah. And you're like, so what's new with you? In your <laughs> coachy chirpy way. And chirpy chirpy. Yeah, exactly. And and I and I said yes. Uh, so yeah, I've had a bit of an epiphany, and I think we're we're not really going to go down the customer relationship experience route um i am going to start my own business and i am going to take the model that i have been uh working with for uh with iris fm and i am going to give that a go and take it out to other i believe in the power of the work that i'm doing to help working people have a better existence and a better balance and uh, and I think you, I think we had a, I think you sort of did a Zoom double take. At, 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 <laughs> See, that, that, that wasn't very good of me as a well, coach. You no, yeah, but neutral all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably did an epic fail then. <laughs> I, I had dropped a bit of a bombshell, 
and I remember yeah. you going, right, so uh, hold on a minute. Um, the last time we spoke, <laughs> it was a bit different. I mean, how, how do you remember that? Um, I remember being taken aback because it was it was a brilliant pivot, but one that I guess I wasn't expecting quite then. Um, given where we'd you know you'd you'd been through the redundancy, you'd you'd had a really quite a tough time, um, and weren't on full energy levels probably when we our last coaching session yeah and although we'd done some great foundational work of what makes you tick values and we'd done some anchor exercises in terms of what kind of careers make you work tick and stuff like that i think when you came back and you'd obviously had the summer and you'd been reflecting it, it was a bit of a shock but a beautiful one nonetheless it was it was amazing uh, it was you know and and what was nice that we could link it straight back to, um, well, this fits your values, you know, doing something meaningful. Yeah. This fits your super strengths. Well, um, this yeah. is where you come alive. And you've already done it. You've, you've already run a, um, an audio service for a business. So, it, yeah, yeah it, it fitted. It was great. Yeah. And, I mean, I have to thank Harriet Sherville, actually, of Iris, for helping me to see the power in what I had done at at that point, albeit in rather, as you say, difficult circumstances. But it uh, um, difficult because it's serious, not difficult because it was you know so so awful. But the some of these processes and are, are just not nice, are they? Uh, but that's a, that's that's a topic that's one for another. Of the things you haven't recognised is your uh, your ability for resilience and grit. So because of where you were at, you were at the point, I remember one session you, you weren't able to reflect back on how positive it was that actually you, in, you know, in furlough, you decided to start a audio show, radio show for your fellow employees to support those that were fur- furloughed and also those that were still working in the office. And I, and, and, to reflect on that, and that that takes us a, a certain type of character to be able to go. Okay, this isn't going quite the way I want it to go for me, but I still want to do something positive here. And that's a massive character strength. And but you're in a place you weren't able to reflect upon that. For me, I had to keep noticing those things and bringing your attention to them. Yeah, thank you, thank you for saying that, and thank you for doing that. I remember that session as well because. Once you had gotten over the initial shock of the pivot, and I call this the pivot point for me, I then had sort of quite um, a friendly grilling on on what that would mean, and 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 that's you getting back up to speed, but also asking those you know tire kicking this idea: is this is okay? This sounds great, brilliant. Does this fit? Does it fit? Does it fit? Does it fit? And I must have passed the test because I, 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 um, you still, I, I, you still wanted to do it at the I, end of the I session. I still wanted to do it at the end of the session. <laughs> Which, that, I mean, that's part of the relationship is this open, honest, and trust that I can hopefully challenge you in a non threatening way. Yeah. And and that be oh yes, let me consider that yes no I have considered that that's absolutely fine this is how I'll navigate that you know and that that sort of friendly robustness of a of what you'd want in a in a in a relationship yeah. that, a truth teller relationship and and I think um, I mean I'll, I'll be honest I think Zoom made it easier in that sense had we been sat in the same room in your office yeah in your office as you're pointing to now um then then you know maybe i'd have you know bottled it a bit or maybe you'd have actually lamped me i don't know but the the um <laughs> no not at all i no i think that would have gone i think we would have probably laughed more if you'd been in the room with me because you'd yeah. have been more ridiculous but <laughs> oh, thanks very much <laughs> but now I think you would have always, you know, but part of that session was to ensure 
whatever you embarked upon that you truly believed in yeah. and that it was a good fit for you because then you would make it work. Yeah. I, I mean, wasn't judging it because only you knew what was going to make, I don't know what's going to be yeah. right for you in your life. Only you know that. Yeah. But my job is to be your companion. Yeah. To help I, you do a whole 360 of the perspective of it. And I think, uh, I think uh, actually that's interesting because you say only I know what's going to work in my life, but I still don't know the future for me, but I suppose what I had done is I had um, seen something that I wanted to chase. So it reawakened some of that uh, fire and spirit that I had at the beginning of my career where there were things ahead of me that I was aspiring to. And, and maybe that's what drives me forward as a person. And, and I had been able to reconnect with that because it, even as I speak, I, I have a business and I'm loving what I'm doing and I'm working with some lovely clients and doing some, what I think is some good work, but I don't know that it's going to um, succeed in the way that I would love it to. But I suppose what I've managed, where I've managed to get to is that I'm comfortable with that risk yeah, and I'm suitably engaged with doing it that I'm backing myself to be able to to have some success. And also, I suppose, um, with the pandemic and uh, and everything that's happened, we've all been reevaluating. And I and I think uh, I don't I don't doubt that that is as a result of the sessions that we've had. And yes, you know, like all good coaches, I have done all the work. Yeah. You have. <laughs> Ha ha. But, but that's what I say all the time, isn't it? When you were talking about, it's like, well, you've done all the work, Julian. I, I haven't done anything. I just stood by your side yeah. as we And I think you, things. I think you undersell the power of what you have, you, you have done, but I understand that as a coach, you, you know, there's probably some other law that I don't know about that if you actually start <laughs> taking credit for it, I, I don't know, the God of coaching will appear and strike down. down fire and Correct. brimstone fire on me. And brimstone and um, I don't know. I don't know what else that uh, that that God would rain down. Um, but I think it's tremendously powerful for me. And I think the getting to that point was the, like if the first epiphany is I am more in tune and I remember some of the things that I am good at and I can value them, the second epiphany was developing that understanding enough to be able to trust what my heart is telling me I should do, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and over the sessions, I got to witness that your sense of self and sense of confidence come back. That, yeah. that, that's what I saw. Um, but you did a lot of work on that. You know, you put, we had, you know, the, the work streams where you actually put some work in. When we when we explored some limiting beliefs that you, you went away and, you know, with a bit of cajoling from me, had a look at those limiting beliefs and, yeah. um, and, and neutralize, ex, you know, explored them, which isn't always comfortable, and, and neutralized them. So when you you're in this place now of, you know, you're, you're doing what you want to do. You're in line with your values, you're in congruence. Um, you, you can cope with uncertainty because you know who you are and you can handle anything. So whatever happens, yeah. you'll handle it. So yeah. that allows you to succeed, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's really the fear that holds us back, I think. Yeah, and I think the... Um, uh, and that's part of the... You know, th that's why we're talking about this because I think... For so many, there is fear. It's a natural yeah. part of life, isn't it? And I think, um, but it can manifest in so many different ways and hold people back in ways that they don't fully realise until they have the courage to take the take that step back or have the opportunity to take that step back. And I suppose going back to your view of you believe in the unlimited potential of humans and and people that that really does make sense to yeah. me now and and I hope to take that through 
in the spirit of the work that I do for for the business as well. You know, I realized that for all these years, my my passion is people. Yeah. And th- that was also where my success lay. And you can't you can't have a formula for p- people because everyone's different and it's all about relationships. But actually, if you can if you can build relationships and help to understand people and bring them together, then that's when you can start to do that work. So yeah. I think and that that's was where magic happens. That's that's where the magic happens. I mean, the <laughs> magic happens, you know, pretty much just around me. Um, <laughs> only joking so yeah i think i think you know that that was the big pivot point and then uh, after that after that point we had a number of sessions after that because it didn't just stop just dead there although it could have done i could have said thanks very much thanks i've I'm got what? i've got what i need i've got what i need here thanks very much see you later um but what we then did was we started to fuel that fire that had started within me and we started to sort of build what Hum Not Drum is becoming or has partially become, but will grow to to be. And we started to talk about all sorts of uh, different topics about the vision for Hum Not Drum and, and the values and uh, wh- where we might be, challenges that might come up and how would we deal with them. And it was almost like in a slightly in a in a more positive way we were kicking the tires on what might happen in the next year or couple of years or what have you and then so you know that was that was that that was that we moved into so once you'd sort of you'd been through your journey to to work out where you wanted to go and who you wanted to become we moved more into business coaching so there was there was I, i remember that there was this definite step change of from the one-to-one coaching on pure personal development to this move over to, right, what's this business going to be? What, you know, what does it need to achieve? What do you want from it? Those, those sort, of, sort of more in a business coaching um, relationship. Yeah. That, and that's kind of where we still chat sort of, um, yeah. you know, in some ways I've, I've won this one really, haven't I? Because we've, we've, We've got to the point now where we can chat, and um, you know the meters, the meters off. Yeah, it was a cunning ploy of yours all along. Yeah, exactly. So my plan worked uh, worked perfectly. Beautifully. No, uh, uh, no, in all seriousness, listeners, what what uh, what I was then actually able to do was cannily because I'm a, a strong salesperson and uh, and a good suit was start to sell back to Lisa some amazing marketing nouns yes. <laughs> from from this reawakened confidence in my skills and abilities uh, that she herself had done it. So in actual fact, your success has cost you money, hasn't it? <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a good way of looking at it, actually, yeah. <laughs> so uh, actually, it's Julian 1, Lisa nil. Although actually, let's call it... One all. Shall oh, should we? we call it a draw? Should we call it a draw? I don't know. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see how you go. Let's see how yeah. I go. Seriously, seriously speaking, this will sound horrific, but I feel like I've won, and I hope that you also feel that in a sense, because I certainly won't understate the importance of this time and this process that we went through because I think it has helped me to understand me um, far better as as an established adult and a talented individual. And I hope that it will fuel the fire that will get me through the rest of my working career, or dare I say it, it's it's done even more for me i think i think it has re redefined my purpose in life out, outside of a job or earning money and i think that has given me something that's got far more power than than any job i might do or decide to do so you know thank you very much 
Well, thank you. And, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's an absolute joy. That's why um, when, I, when I trained in coaching, it wasn't, um, it wasn't with a view to becoming a, a full-time coach. It was with a view to becoming a better leader. Um, and, you know, through, through training and, and working with amazing people, I fell in love with it. You know, you, you get a privileged view and, and to work with people and, and see them become who they're, they're meant to become. And that's, that's, a, that's a pretty, pretty brilliant job, frankly. Yeah. I think you're quite good at it. Thank you. <laughs> in a very British way in a a very british way kind of way thank you very much dismissed um (laughs) okay so final section so the point of us having this conversation was not for us to just you know reminisce although that has been um enjoyable yeah and actually um again it's redoubled my thoughts on what's happened and, and and the power of it I want to help others. You know, that's what Hum Not Drum is is there for. It is contrary to popular belief. It isn't just me listening to the sound of my own voice. It is genuinely trying to get a, a broader mix of experiences and content for em- employees to help them bring their authentic selves to work and 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 do good do good work for businesses that will then benefit from it and the point of this podcast is to maybe give an insight into this journey to demystify some some of the um, visions that people might have when they think about coaching or if that person thinks that well coaching's not really for me like i did yeah um I, what possible use could that be so i, I just wondered what, from your perspective, would be the kind of top things that you might say to someone about coaching that, you know, I mean, I guess we've covered a lot, but yeah. in terms of, you know, what are the things that people are likely thinking r- wrongly about themselves that maybe are holding them back? And, you know, that might that might just click with someone that's listening and it might set them on a set them on a different path okay okay so i think i had um coaching described to me in a brilliant way once it was that you we're actually our job is to help people get out of their own way and by that getting out of their own way is these limiting beliefs we've t- we've touched upon in, in in the podcast so what some of the things that really most hold most people back is this um a, a sense of i'm not quite good enough fear-based thinking this this whole mind loop of what if what if um if this happens i'll feel like this and this this fear that we might not be able to cope with those difficult emotions and that can be quite limiting as well and that all flows through to how we behave um and then that in itself affects our circumstances because how we behave changes the way our context behaves back with us so mm. that, that i think that was one of the one of the core things and, and also not knowing what makes you tick. So you can end up looking back and thinking, um, I'm not very good at this, or I'm not very good as, as a total. And actually, you've just been doing the wrong things. I think, didn't Albert Einstein say something? If, um, if you know, everyone's a genius, but if we judge a fish on its ability to, to climb a tree, we're going to spend our whole life feeling stupid. And that's such a brilliant quote. You know, we, we don't know, we're not taught at school what we're about yeah and 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 coaching really is about gaining the self-awareness of who we are and understanding awareness about other people and how different they are to us yeah and where we but where what we've got in common as well so yeah that that's quite a high flute and fluffy way of describing it but i i really like the simplicity of getting out of your own way because yeah. it, so often you turn so often the thoughts that you have you turn back on yourself Absolutely. And in, in that sense, that process is is getting in your way. Your confirmation bias, as you have said, it yeah. is um is really you know very effective uh, yeah. at keeping you in that place. And then you believe that that's where you deserve to be, or you can't be anywhere else. There's this stat from the states, isn't there, about uh, employee engagement and how 
many employees would describe themselves as engaged with their job yeah. and it's it's frightening isn't it i think there's uh, i think it's over half of uh, the workers in the us describe themselves as disengaged from their yeah. from their job now maybe it's unrealistic to have a utopia where everybody feels engaged in the activities that they do in their life but i think um getting more than half yeah, it is uh, something to aim for. And maybe if we think about the untapped potential of the people that are in the world, what are the things that we're currently not doing that we could be doing if people were working at their full potential, their full creativity? Think about the climate crisis. Think about inclusion, diversity, equity, what is the world that we could be living in? And now you may believe it, maybe, you know, a coaching journey like mine isn't for everyone. And, and actually probably not everybody can do the coaching journey that, that we've done together. I still have an awful lot of privilege, relatively speaking. But let's think about the potential of those around us. Let's think about the potential of those coming through to do something brilliant for the planet. And I think that for me, that's, that's yes, it's a very big thing, but that is the power of a coaching mindset. And I think if we taught this at schools, if we could get this on the correct curriculum, we could become each other's coaches, you know? Yeah. Okay, I've, I've, I've done a lot of training in it, but ultimately um, we can peer coach and we can bring great value to each other's lives just through um asking, staying curious, asking um, questions that expand, you, you know, a person's awareness. And, and, and we can all be sort of fairly, you know, cheaply taught how to do that. So um, I think for me, um, coaching is, is sort of in my core now. I'd like to see it everywhere. I, I really, I truly would. Mm. Um, not just at the sort of executive um high professional level yeah. that um every every walk of life if you if you had a coach that was walking next to you and helping you develop then you know would be fabulous absolutely we'd live in a very different world mm. amen to that right well i think let's leave it there that's a good way to that's a good way to finish so lisa thank you so much for your time i now just need to lock away your big blabber mouth yeah. So and now, now, now it has skill confidential again. So I now rescind the uh, permission <laughs> that I gave you to talk about our our sessions. And I know that on some level you'll feel relieved about that. Yeah, I do actually. It was it was, it was a very strange thing to do. Okay. Well, but I think, hopefully useful. Yeah. I, I, well, I hope so. And um, if you're listening please get in touch and, le and let us know and don't hesitate to get in contact with Lisa or myself if you want to talk more. Um, Absolutely. It's good to talk. Great. Right, well, thanks very much. Thank you. Um, not Trump. Um, not Trump. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Not Drum is a content creator for working people. And we make live radio shows and podcasts and whatever we're asked to, really, for people like you. If you want to know more about what we do, just get in touch. humnotdrum.com or julian at humnotdrum.com. Maybe speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye.